Back and better than ever after a long delay. Sports anyway you wanted. I'm Alex Frank. He's Zach Free. Zach, you have um, recovered from your two-week, uh, what was it, two- or three-week hiatus. Yeah, I was out for a few weeks. Uh, I was down with the sickness. Um, with, with the sickness? It was. Uh, but I'm back now. I feel good. I feel strong. You look good, too. Thank you. Uh, I mean I'm, that, you know. I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm glad to be back. We got we got a lot to discuss. We missed a lot. Uh, yeah, it feels like we haven't done a show in a year. But, yeah. Um, well, it's it's good it feels, to be back. Feels, it feels like we haven't done anything in a year. I know. It really. I mean, has. I remember what today's October twenty second. Last year, October twenty second of twenty nineteen, it was a Tuesday. What'd you do on that day, Alex? Um, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> it was a bye week for the Bearcats, so Luke Fickle didn't have his press conference. What was the weather like? I don't remember. The weather? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you can you can start you can Google that. I remember and, everything else about that day? I mean, you probably. can Google that. I mean, what what did I do that? I don't even know. That's what funny. I did. Oh, um, it was game one of the World Series. If that's anything. Oh, good. Was it uh um two of the Bengals playing that week? Uh, the Rams. Oh yeah, we we're in London, foggy London town, huh? Cross the pond to watch the Bengals against the Rams. Yeah, they, not... they, they lost that game twenty-four to ten. Yeah, uh, Jared, Jared Golf had one of his better games that day. My little Cooper Cup was really good in that game too. Cup. But anyway, yeah, sports. But, yeah, um, <laughs> you know it's funny. Um, here's a segue. So in that game against the Rams, I remember Cooper Cup. It might have been a touchdown. Or just a long completion to set up a touchdown, but Cooper Cup, um, or I'm sorry, it was either William Jackson or B.W. Webb. Yeah, wasn't didn't even try like and not tackle. Try and tackle they, him, they, yeah. they, they, they like they like sashay down the sideline. I remember that with yeah. um, uh, Cooper Cup. It, it was just an all around embarrassment. Um, that was a mess. The bang, the Bengals didn't play horribly that game. I remember the game was tied at ten. Yeah, they were kind they, of in that one actually yeah. for a while. Except, as Mo Egger says, the litmus test is going to London to see Andy Dalton on fourth and goal from the five-yard line throw a pass to Stanley Morgan. Not even at the goal line. Yeah, that's... that's Oh, God. Stanley Morgan. <laughs> we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that this year God. yet. Speaking of which, the Bengals will start there. Uh, um, Deep breath. Um, what were you saying to me outside earlier? That I had to know. Yeah, you had to know it was coming at halftime. Like you had to. Know. I knew it was coming long before it. I knew when it was twenty-four to fourteen. And I want to say I knew. I knew when it was twenty-one to nothing that the game was going to be. Um, you knew it would come down to the wire anyway. Probably. The Colts weren't just going to keep. I didn't even think it was going to come down to the wire because, like, and you think about, and you think about it, like I say that, but at the same time, like. Despite the Bengals not crossing the 30-yard line the rest of the game following their third touchdown drive, they still move the ball pretty well. I mean, you look at their last scoring drive, they're backed up on the one-yard line. You're thinking this is a recipe for disaster. No, they get to the 35-yard line-ish, which is 65 yards, and they get a field goal out of it. Next, um, or rather... Two possessions later, off of the Jesse Bates interception, which I wish his knee would not have been down. Right. They go about 50, they go 60 yards. And then, of course, our good friend Randy Bullock misses a 48-yard field goal. Yeah. Um, 
it's I, I, I'm sick and tired of you know hearing these cliches and yep. uh, metaphorical references and you know well it's a double edged sword yeah they blew the lead and you know they didn't you know it was embarrassing but hey there's some positives the offensive line played well and you know Joe Burrow was solid outside of the interception and whatever I'm sick I'm sick and tired of you know. Well, we're, we're four plays away from being yeah. this record. No. Yeah. Winning takes care... As Preston on our Bengals show on Monday said, winning takes care of a lot of things. And right now it's like, well, we're trying to find some positives and all this and blah, blah, blah. No. This is... Listen. This game, the NFL, there's a lot of parody in the league. Fair? Bengals have had some close games this year. A lot of parity in the NFL. Can you can right? you definitively say that one team is the absolute best team right now? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Seattle's really good. They don't have a good defense, though. That's the thing. They look like the best team, but they don't, they can't stop anybody. So we're saying there's a lot of parity, and every team has a flaw. And here's the issue, though. The issue with that is is well, there is a lot of parity, and sometimes you have to find ways to win because of that. Because you're not going to be that much worse unless you're the Jets. Or that much better than everybody else. It's just that that's that's the that's the league, you know. That's that's this league. You can say, well, they were a play here and a play there, but no, it, you are what your record says you are. And that was from what famous coach Alex Marvin Lewis. No, I think it's I think it's Bill Par. I was looking for Bill Parcells there, but uh. <laughs> well, Marvin Lewis did. Did he, did he say, say that? that? I thought okay. I thought when you when the way you said. What famous coach said that? I thought there was some sarcasm. Oh, okay. There. But uh, but to your okay. point, yes, you are what you are. That is a famous Bill Parcells quote. But it, it's it, so it's we we I can't keep doing the I can't keep doing the well. They're a play away here, a play away there. At the end of the day, uh, you got to get the job done. The Eagles game, I keep harping back, it was inexcusable to lose that game. They dominated the they second. They didn't lose. Or, yeah, they did not win. win. To not win that game is, well, they might as well have lost because a tie is like, doesn't feel good. It feels honestly just terrible. Uh, to, the, the chances they missed out on in that game, they, to not cash in offensively was just criminal. And then the defense fell apart at the end. They played a decent game, though. And then on Sunday, it's like, yeah, there's, there's things you can take out of it where. The offensive line wasn't bad, but at the end of the day, blowing a twenty-one nothing lead is the is the starting point. I mean that that is inexcusable. I mean we can't you can't have that. Not that, when you have a twenty-one nothing lead, and you're already and you've been struggling the way you've been struggling. This franchise, how they've struggled the last couple of years. Uh, I'm tired of hearing from a certain coach about culture and this and how many times am i going to hear about culture win a couple games then we can talk about culture i'm just i love listen i like zach taylor i think he's a nice guy i think he is a i think he i think there i think he could be a good coach at as a quarterback's coach or a receiver's coach i don't know but it to me I'm not calling for his head, but I'm just saying at the end of the day, we got to start winning games. Like, and if this is eventually, this is, I know it's not all his fault that the Bengals have been this bad and they're, 
other people can be held accountable, but you've got to find a way to win games. And he is not finding at the, like he has not found ways to win games, whether it's the inept offense and the chargers game for much of that game, whether it's like, like I said, not cashing in against the Eagles. Like I, like, the offense just kind of going, like you said, they went silent basically most of that second half in the, the Colts game, right? I mean, they just didn't get much going offensively in that game in the second half. And that's got to fall on the guy that we are, many were calling the, the Sean McVay. He's the, he's the mastermind. He had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay. And the de- and then the defense is another issue. I know there's injuries, but every team's got injuries, so you can't use that too much of a crutch. The D-line's banged up. What can you say? And, and then that leads to disgruntled. You've got disgruntled players right now. It's just kind of a, a mess. And we'll, we can talk a little bit about that with Dunlap and Geno and Alden Tate and Darius Phillips. It's just like you've just got – we've got a mess on our hands. Right yeah, now. you do have a mess on your hands, and I think – so Monday's show here with um, I don't know if you listened to our show on Monday, but I didn't get a chance. But get your ass on Spotify. <laughs> I listened to you and Elliot. I listened to the I listened to your Kevin Kugler interview. That was a great interview. Thank you. That was a that was a great interview with um, one of one of my favorite play by play announcers in the business. That was a good one. Um, yeah, I, I literally sent him an email on Saturday, and within two hours he responded, and I Justin and I got on it right away, and. Um, it was a pretty pretty good show. A uh, lot of lot more optimism then there, than there is right now. But look, there is there is still some hope. I think you know the game against the Browns on Sunday. I'm just gonna say it right now. It's a, it's a winnable game. I think Cleveland is coming in. You know they're licking their wounds. And you can say, well, the last time they played the Bengals, they had just lost 38 to six to the Ravens. And I and I will give you credit for that. But I think too, Zach, um, you have to remember that they were on a short week. They were, on a, they were on a very short week. And they weren't that bad against the Ravens look, looking back on it. Again, life really is a double-edged sword. There's two sides to every story. Right. It's just a matter of what side are you going to focus on. Now, now I'm, a guy who, I'm a guy who likes to play both sides and just you know stay true to who I am and do what I do. But that's really what, you know, the, that's what, you know, this is in sports. And since life is a sport, that's in life. But I think about... Um, the, I think about the opportunity that the Bengals have on Sunday. Cleveland, I mean, they play like crap on Sunday. They did. And I haven't watched the, the tape religiously yet, but they, they, they couldn't get the run game going. Baker was awful. The Steelers' defense was just completely in control of the game. Um, I think the Steelers are the best team in the division. I don't, I'm not high on the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, they, they beat a banged-up Eagles team by just two points. Lamar has not been the same this year. Let's... I'm not saying yeah. he's bad. He he's but, obviously but, not bad, but he's just not he's not the same one. Yeah, but teams have had a whole off season, so you can say that that's justified and that was expected. He might come back next year, and he might be real, and he might be you Could know be. who he was two years ago, except more of a pocket passer. Now we can get in. I mean, did you see the Ravens by the way today um, made a trade for Yannick Ngakwe? I know Yannick Ngakwe was that, a. That's just so. That's not fair. Like they've got too many good players on defense, right? They can, they can win the Super Bowl with that defense. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, they might. Now, they might still win the Super Bowl. We kind of, kind of, we're kind of getting off topic here, but like the Ravens, we think about the Chiefs, and they looked really good on Monday against the Bills. The Titans might be the best team in the NFL. Um, 
Derrick Henry, I put it on Twitter. I don't know if you saw what I tweeted yesterday. I said, excuse me, Derrick Henry built different. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's awesome. He literally throws grown men into the air with one hand. Josh Norman. And that's Josh Norman. He ended Josh Norman, basically. And by the way, Ryan Tannehill, I was in on him long before anybody else was. I'm still not a believer. He threw for 364 yards on Sunday. I know, but Ryan... In a game where Derrick Henry stole all the headlines. Ryan Tannehill's a guy I have to kind of just... Who made the throw to A.J. Brown to tie the game? He's very uh, Andy Dalton to me. Just no! Plain. No! He's better than Andy Dalton. I think I think he is now. He's had a reckless. Has he won a playoff game? He has. He's actually won two. I mean, I, he's very. He's been good in Tennessee, but it's just kind of one of those things where you 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 don't feel confident. Like I'm not confident. How in are you? Ryan how Tannehill. are you not confident, Brian Tannehill? I keep. I don't know. It's he's just fine. a weird thing. He was mediocre for the longest time, right? Yeah. You know why? Because he was coached by Adam Gase. I guess that's fair. But I'm not ready to just be like, yeah, Ryan Tannehill can win a Super Bowl. And look, are the Dolphins the best run organization in sports? No. Are the Titans? They're, I mean, they certainly have a firmer grasp of what they're doing than Miami. Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee. Now, their defense is questionable. I mean, I, I, watched, I watched the condensed version of their first game of the season against Denver. I mean, if, if they let Denver move the ball on them the way they, if they let Denver move the ball the way they did against on them against them defensively, and they let Jacksonville do the same, Minnesota do the same, that defense is questionable to me. But I will say this: when you have an offense like Tennessee has, that's so explosive, it's so efficient, and it can put up points. They've put up forty-two points in back-to-back games. They are a Super Bowl team. I think they, they might have a Super Bowl team, but I'm not. I'm not on the Ryan Tannehill wagon of like. You will be. Oh come on! You think he can win a Super Bowl? Yes. Yes. If Nick Foles can win a Super Bowl, Ryan Tannehill can win a Super Bowl. Okay, I'm. I'm not all the way in. I, I, I still can't believe you're not all the way in. What what does he need to do to you? What does he need to do for you to prove? And we, we're getting off topic here. We'll, we'll go back to the Bengals. We, we'll, we've gone off. We'll the talk. We'll talk many about, times. We'll talk about the though. NFL. By the way, as, as our NFL show has been like, as, as our NFL show been like written off from the programming uh, for Bearcats well, Media Sports. I was down with a sickness. I think we can because like people people are probably gonna. I mean, we'll, here's the thing. We can put that in there with our show today. You have eleven thousand shows. You know. You're the busiest man in four. Sh- you you're the busiest man in showbiz. So I don't know what day. What, what's the day you have open? Tuesday. Tuesday. That's why I told someone recently. It's like, look, if you want to play golf, Tuesday's the best day. That's why you, Ellie, and I played golf two weeks ago. Now we did. Uh, I mean, look, I I played golf last Tuesday as well. I, I I'm usually available on Tuesdays. I mean, look, we. I, I, I can talk, but we cover a lot of ground in this show. What know? I'm saying, okay, but what I'm saying about, okay, so what were we getting to? Best team, I, Tennessee. I, I was talking about how the Ravens with the Chiefs, the Titans, Buffalo's not as great as you think they are. Their defense is not very good. Yeah, Buffalo's they, falling off a little bit. Yeah, and it's sad because last year their defense was unbelievable. And I, I, I love Sean McDermott as a head coach. I think I thought he was great at Carolina as a defensive coordinator, but I just think about... Um, They've kind of fallen off. The Steelers. You're in. You're in. I 
well, you know how I feel about them personally. Yeah, but you got to We put all that do. Aside. But you know what I also am is a, you know, I'm going to tell you how it is. The Steelers are a Super Bowl team because of their defense and because I think they have a, enough offense when they need to. And because ben, and because Big Ben has been there before. Now it's been 10 years since they've been to a Super Bowl. I still think they're a Super Bowl team. The Ravens have kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit. When you think about the yeah. best teams in the AFC, I mean, fair. is there a team I haven't mentioned yet? I mean... The Bengals. <laughs> yeah, awesome. the Bengals. What about, like, um, what about a team like the... Uh, I'm trying to think. What about... You know who's been disappointing this year is the Texans. Oh, the Texans are terrible. They really are. Well, Bill O'Brien, you know, they got rid of Bill O'Brien, and I think that was the right move because I think that was going, that doesn't, ship was sinking. Doesn't it make you feel good that in, that in 2020, Romeo Cornell, at 73 years old, is being the head coach of an NFL team? I, yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember the Romeo Cornell uh, Browns days a long so time I. ago. So. That was when the Bengals had the upper end on the rivalry. Right. They, they maybe don't have it right now, but you have an opportunity on Sunday to... Someone called in a Mo Egger show yesterday. And he said something that was really, that, that, that makes so much sense. If you can't beat the Browns on Sunday, you're going 0-6 in the division. Because you still have the Ravens in the last week of the season. Now that game, that game, you know, it's interesting because you don't know if the Ravens are going to have, you know, a playoff spot locked up, but they can't win a division, or if they can't win the divisions, so they're going to play their guys, or they're going to have a division locked up, so they're not going to play their guys. You don't know. But you're not beating the Steelers. I you're not beating so. them at home. I don't um, unless something. Now, talk to me after the if the Bengals beat the Browns and the Titans. They beat, if they win the next two games, we'll talk. Well, we will either way. But um, our run defense against Derrick Henry, that'll be good. Well, yeah, ten well, yards of carry. Ryan Tannehill will have ten yards of pass. Johnny Smith will torch with whoever is covering him, whether it's Logan Wilson or Darius Phillips or. Which, by the way, Zach. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to criticize um, those who cover the NFL for an actual paid living. We're not paid here at Bearcast. I wish we were, um, but we're, we 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 don't get paid to do what we do. But that doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to see things the way I see them and how you see them. The ratings will tell you that William Jackson and the secondary, of the Bengals, is really good. Don't believe the ratings. I think Jesse Bates is good, but I don't think anybody he, else... He, Jesse Bates has been rock solid. I don't think anybody else is good. William Jackson? Mm, he's okay. Not as great as you think he is. Well, he wasn't... I don't think or he's... the ratings suggest. I don't think he's as, as good as I think people thought he would be, or um, he's not like a lockdown corner or anything, like many thought he could be, but... I, who, like Darius Phillips? Is that he, can't, he can't cover anybody for a lick. Now, what about a guy like LaShawn Sims? Weak link in the secondary. Now, what about a guy like Von Bell? It's been up and down. He didn't have his best game on Sunday, but he's also played well in other games this season. I think you're right. I think Jesse Bates has clearly separated himself as a solid, rock-solid safety. Nobody else really is. Everything else is just either blah or just bad. To me. But you mentioned the secondary and how awful they were, particularly in that second quarter. Oh my god! To walk now, Philip Rivers, he's he's still a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's bad. He, he's yeah. not what he used to be. I mean, I don't think he's great. He's the Bengals made him look like a 
you know, the the goat in the second quarter. I mean, that was embarrassing. I mean, Zach Taylor said he diced us up. Mm, he did more than dice. Two, what do you have, 230 yards? 235 yards in the second quarter alone. In a quarter. In a quarter. <laughs> Let alone a half. A God. quarter. Oh, my God. It's worth God. 25 cents. They oh. paid him $25 million. Yeah, that's a waste. <laughs> that's a lot of money for a mediocre quarter. I don't know. Like, it made sense when that deal was made. Because yeah. I, I think the Colts, like, they were viewed as many, particularly Jason McIntyre, as a Super Bowl sleeper, and I can see why. Their defense is very good. I think they're I, I think the the fair and fairness to them for paying Phillip Rivers, he is a better option than Josie Bricoli or whoever who's Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Oh my god. It's like he went to NC State though, I, like Rivers look, did. So they that was the right that was the right move. To, if if we're talking like that, the other option is Brisket or Brissett, uh, whatever. Sorry, best um, tailgate brisket. <laughs> I just think I'm hungry now. I, I'm not a believer. You should pay Philip Rivers twenty whatever twenty five million dollars. But I guess considering that there are other options, Bris, brisket, Brissett, whatever his name is. Well, they could then, also. Yeah, they I think could, maybe they could also be going all in. Yeah, they have. I think they have. I think they have a good defense. I think they have a pretty good defense. I think you saw the impact that not having Darius Leonard. Yeah, Darius Leonard is. But he's needed. I think their secondary is underrated. Yeah. Xavier Rhodes still has what he had in Minnesota. Julian Blackman's a promising rookie. The guy who picked off Joe yeah, Burrow nice at the end play, of the game. Yeah. Rakia Sin. Yeah, Rocky a corner Sin. out of Temple is is solid. Um, Kenny oh. Moore, hard hitter. Up front, I mean, getting Buckner was, he was a wreck. That was ball. a real yeah. nice pick. The Colts, they're, they're good. I mean, they're not flashy, but, I mean, they're good in the areas where you can, you know, win games. I, I you know, the NFL, it's really interesting because now you have to ask yourself, okay, do we want, you know, to be good? Do we want to, you know, have the strength of our team be in the trenches? Or do we want to be flashy? And And there's... There's explanations and there's reasonings for both. Because, you know, in Super Bowl 53, it was what? New England's defense just wreaked havoc. But last year, it was Kansas City had the big plays in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Um, Now, let's talk about big plays. So, obviously, a, a concern has been the down or lack thereof downfield passing game from Joe Burrow. Now, the pass to T. Higgins was really good. That's awesome. Yeah. I love T. Higgins. T's been great. He's exceeded expectations so far. I was a little leery of the pick. Is this the right pick with offensive line needing to be addressed? But that was a good pick. I can see I can see that. T. Higgins looks really, really good. Yeah. And we've needed him with the Inconsistent receiver play that we've had, and guys not, you know, John Ross being a negative, and John Ross needs to go. I think they'll trade. I think they were going to try and trade him. You know, who else had a good game on Sunday. It was good to see AJ Green. AJ had a good game. He came up big on a on a was it a fourth down? Yeah, play? fourth and nine. Yeah, it was a great play. He made several big catches on third and fourth down. He's still. I mean, he's still not separating the way you want him to. But that was a good game on Sunday. That was a confidence boost for that for um, for AJ. So. Um, yeah, it was it was nice to see. It was just nice to see AJ at least back to a semblance of what he was in the past. It's something that hopefully he'll build on. Um, 
Tyler Boyd, I mean, you know you know what you're getting from him. Yeah, he's steady. So, um, Mixon, until he got injured, was having a nice game. Oh, Gio had some nice runs. He had a touchdown run. We didn't talk about the biggest play of the game. How oh, some, oh, some AJP run? What was... It's third and one. Your season is just going down, spiraling out of control. You've blown this game. Where's the ball? The 30? Yeah. Third and one. You're going to run the ball, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to run the ball. Let's give it to the guy that hasn't had a carry all season long <laughs> and is your third string running back. It's just so dumb, I can't even process it. Like, if you're going to run the ball, that's fine. Like, I'm good with it. Give it to Joe Mixon. Who was in the backfield on that play. Which is insane. Because I asked, was Mix- Mixon got nicked up in that game? But, like, I didn't know if he was, like, injured, and that's why. But, no, that makes it even worse that Joe Mixon was on the field. That makes it way worse that they decided, yeah, we're going with some Ajay Pirine. I mean, God bless. That play was terrible. Wh- I mean, what was that, Alex? Why? Why'd they make that not call? Only, not only did he have they not have a carry this season, he only had 18 carries since 2017. Yeah, what? I mean... And this is your $48 million running back who's in the backfield. Now, if you're going to try that play to catch the Colts off guard because they weren't expecting it, fine. But then you better be going for it on fourth down. And they didn't even do that. And Zach's explanation was... Well, I was confident our defense being able to get a stop once we got the lead. Mm, really? Because I'm pretty sure that, that the defense was not playing well. Yeah. After the first quarter. Everything about Sunday, for, us, for, maybe, for maybe as the positives that there were, offensive line played well. I will give them that. Joe Burrow played well. You know that you know he's you know that most games he's going to do that. Right. When he's not facing the Ravens or the Chargers. Which is funny because in every other game he's thrown for at least 300 yards. And I, I I'm sick and tired of someone's been saying to me on Twitter, "Why aren't you blaming Joe Burrow for the for the team's problems?" Joe Burrow's not the problem. Yeah, what what are we doing? He's a rookie quarterback. I mean, he almost got killed in the Ravens game. This game, he played fine. He did there get was, killed in the Philly game. There is no... I mean, there's nothing... He made a bad decision, but that's not his fault. I mean, there was other issues. Uh, the the play call with Samadre Pirine. Bullock missed a kick, which which sucked. And then the defense was bad in the second... I mean, it was just bad. In the second quarter, especially. And when you let a good team back into a game, there's a price to be paid. And, we, and, you, and you mentioned, Zach, earlier, the culture... Like, we, we can't, like, what are we, this is what happens. When the Bengals keep losing and losing and losing, what have we done the last four years? We've talked about the organization. From 2011 through 2015, if this team ever lost two in a row, it was, okay, why are they losing? But we still think about how good the talent was. This team made five straight playoff appearances. Now it's like, now it's like you know, they've gone from, you know, being... Decent, mediocre, they can't win a game. And there's too much talent on this team for them to be 1-4-1. And 
Think about this. The point of firing Marvin Lewis was what? He hadn't won a playoff game, and it was just tiresome. It was just the same. This, this, they were sputtering. They were stuck in neutral. He had never won a playoff game, and his act was just kind of growing tired a little bit. But they've got worse since then. Here's the issue. The people, the Marvin Lewis people, it's like, guys, at, at, at the end of the day, and I know Stephen A. Smith loves talking about like the not playoff, like not winning a playoff game. That's a huge part of it. But it had just gotten to the point where it was like, all right, for the last three years, this thing is just going nowhere right now. Like we're, Marvin did a good job of building the, you know, he built a culture basically. But it was just growing tired, and it was uh, there was they were just they were stuck in neutral, um, mediocre, um, and it was. T- I think it was the right move. I think it was time for a change. It was time for a new era. I'm still sticking by it. I know it's not working out right now, but I'm not. So you would rather have Marvin Lewis? Yes. Right? Or I mean, you think that. They should have never fired. We'd Marvin. be we'd be four and two right now if Marvin Lewis was our we, head coach. We might be, but then I think we finish seven and nine, and we just. But if we if we no. had Marvin Lewis, okay, Lo- okay, okay, they beat the they would beat the Browns, so they'd be five and two. Okay, we uh, don't uh, know we're, that. we're gonna we're gonna do this right now. Okay, the Titans they lose. They lose. Eh, I don't know. Let me spin this th- this way. I'll go. I'll, I'll go win in the Titans game. Yeah, yeah but you're, you're looking at this in a potentially wrong way. If they if they still had uh, if they still had Marvin Lewis, then they don't have Joe Burrow. They they have Andy Dalton or they have somebody else at quarterback. So how you know that? Well, I don't understand what like we we'd be we'd probably be like six and ten, and then we just kind of keep well. Marvin did some good things. There was something positive to build on. They won three out of their last four, I guess, and then we do we do it again the next year, and then they'd go seven and nine. Well, there is some something positive to build on here. We we keep chopping wood. We're getting there, and then we could come back the next year, and we'd be eight and eight. Well, we're getting there. It's close. We're we're chopping wood. We're we're going back to it. Uh, we'll. we'll we just got to keep playing winning football and we're, we're getting there and then they'd be, then they'd come back the next year and they'd go seven and nine and then they'd just be like, Oh, okay, well, here we go. Just mediocrity. And they'd be, and then they wouldn't win a playoff game. I mean, if you haven't won a playoff game in 17 years, 16 years, whatever it was, you can't expect to have your job. And if you're going backwards in which the Bengals like, well, it's fair or not, they were going backwards with Marvin Lewis, right? Okay, but at the same time, think about what the front office didn't do for him. They they let for, they let guys like Marvin Jones, Muhammad Sanu, uh, Jermaine Gresham. Um, Jermaine Gresham can go. I, okay, I okay, 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 maybe I'm Leon Hall. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, they, the Pecco. The front office. Andrew Whitworth, Kevin Zeidler. The front office is a is a different thing. I mean, they've that that's, the front office was not the, the Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis was not the reason why. The Bengals were six nine and one, seven and nine, six and ten. Marvin Lewis was not the reason why. There were some things that he did not do in games that I wish he would have done, such as not punting on fourth and one against the Steelers at the from their from their forty yard line 
on the first possession of the third quarter in a marquee game. I wish he had not done that because the Bengals could have blown the game open or maybe seized a huge piece of momentum in that game. Um, you know, there, there's there's other things that are out there. Oh. Being there, There's other things that he did not do that I wish he would have, but he's not the reason why the Bengals... I don't think the Bengals went as bad as they did. If the front office had been aggressive, yes, they might have fired Marvin Lewis, but at the same time... But would you rather have Marvin Lewis or Joe Burrow? That's, I mean, because they wouldn't have well, Joe Burrow. Well, I'd rather have Joe Burrow, but if, if Marvin Lewis was coaching Joe Burrow, we wouldn't be 1-4-1. One, one. I know, but we wouldn't have Joe Burrow yeah, oh, okay, if, that's if fine. Marvin Lewis was Okay, that's, that's fine. That's the point. That's like, fine. I mean, there, you know, there's a lot of... If Marvin comes back... For that next year, they're six and ten, and they don't have you know they're not a, they don't have. It's a easy. You never know, but it's easy to think that. So then, you know. I'd rather have the quarterback, and I think they have the quarterback. Okay, but you don't have the coach. Well, we got to get a new one. We still but, have four oh, okay, years left. Okay, but of the problem with our organization is they're going to be like, well, you know, we did some good things at the end of the season, so we feel like we have something here. We're going to no. keep everybody together. That's the problem. What, what did I tell you before we came down here? Any team that goes two and fourteen, they're gonna make changes to their coaching staff. This organization didn't make any changes whatsoever. They kept Zach Taylor, they kept Brian Callahan, they kept Lou Anarumo. Hell, they kept Jim freaking Turner, which that's a clown of a decision. I think just because that they are struggling now doesn't make it the wrong, like the wrong move to, to have fired Marvin Lewis. Okay, so if it's not the wrong, I think it was needed. I think if it was it, just tired. We want to win a playoff game, and we were going backwards, and we hadn't won a playoff game. And this Marvin did some great things and brought, you know, changed this cult, changed the culture. But it had been seventeen years, sixteen years, and there was no playoff win to show for it. There was it was just same old bungles, just just media mediocrity. It, it turned it was mediocre. The the they started what was at five and two that one year that was that his last year five and three five and three and it just it spiraled out of control about it was five mess. and three they were four and one it was a it was a mess like it was they they what were they one and well they were two and nine after going yeah. four and one I mean come on now the, no, that? okay but look at who you were playing with you were playing with Jeff Driscoll Cody Core um, John Ross. I mean, I mean, you were playing with. Uh, I get that. You you were playing with. Um, who else were you playing with? I mean, think about on defense. Who were you playing with? Josh Malone. <laughs> Josh Malone. Malone. Alex Erickson. Yeah, no, that, no, I, I get that, but. So okay, it was. It maybe was the right. It, it was maybe the right decision to fire Marvin Lewis, but then they sure as hell didn't hire the right head coach. Oh no, yeah, that's the issue. They didn't hire. I I don't think they fired the. Who right would guy. you have wanted? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think the enemy comes to mind, but. Yeah. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if he is um, the right guy or not the right guy. I think Zach Taylor was just a re. I, I think he was a retry. I think he was just like a, yeah. He's in, and the thing about um, Eric Bieniemy is he's a disciple of Andy Reid. Andy Reid assistant coaches have done pretty well in, in the NFL. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's a Super Bowl champion. Matt Nagy's got the Bears at five and one, and I don't think that that's overrated. The Bears are a bad five and one team. They're not. I'm kidding. They, they're, beat, they're they right. beat Tampa Bay, who just beat Green Bay by twenty eight. I think they're. I think they're okay. I think the Bears are okay. The Bear. That defense is for real. Yeah. That defense is rock solid. Offensively, it might be a question mark, but 
if they can get the run game going, look out. Yeah. Okay. So we mentioned um, – I'll tell you who my top three candidates are to replace Zach Taylor. Brian Schottenheimer. Where's he at? Offensive coordinator for Seattle. Okay. Brian Dabble, offensive coordinator for Buffalo. Okay. And then, obviously, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator for New Orleans. I'm, I'm giving you more than three. Um, he, he was a head coach in Oakland, right? I remember making the, that. Oakland didn't have talent, though, if he was. Yeah, I know. I, I just or um, Pete Carmichael, who I believe is the Saints' offensive coordinator. Okay. Which, obviously, if you're, if you're getting you know, someone from the Saints... I don't want the Saints' offensive coordinator. I'll tell you that. Why? Because they throw Taysom Hill. They try and get cute with Taysom Hill every single series. But it works? No, it's silly. It's silly. It's silly. It works. It's gadget nonsense. They overthink it. They'll like they got to get the ball to Taysom Hill. Hey, here's an idea. It was the Monday night game. It was just like nonsense. They kept like throwing Taysom. I think he scored in that game, but it's just like. Guys, Taysom Hill doesn't have to get the ball on like every possession. Like it's like maybe Kamara should get it. Like it's third and one. They gotta bring in like Taysom Hill to do some nonsense. How about you give the ball to Kamara, right? Like what is going on? Okay, but then also you have to realize that they're without Michael Thomas, and outside of Michael Thomas last year, who was the Saints leading receiver? No one. Exactly. I listened I listened to one of our shows from last year. You were mentioning that <laughs> Michael Thomas had ninety four catches through ten games or whatnot. The next closest Saints receiver had 21. 21! That's 73 fewer catches. I like the Taysom Hill wrinkle sometimes, but like these were, I think they get, I think the worst part is they get too cute with it and they got to run a reverse, double pass, triple option, fake, jet sweep, you know, flea flicker. But I would argue that Taysom Hill last year in the playoffs. In a game where the Saints' offense was not very was not what it is, or we think it is, Taysom Hill had a huge play to set up a touchdown. So you're a big Taysom Hill guy. And I like the way the Saints use him. I think they just use him too much. I think it's like... Uh, Better third, have that than not much at third all. Third and one. We can run a reverse triple pass option fake to Taysom Hill, or we can just kind of let Alvin Kamara just kind of do his thing. Who's having a great season. I'll just, I think I'd just stop getting cute and I would run Kamara. Uh, but I don't know. I we I don't know anything about Pete Carmichael or whatever his name is. Or Coach is under Sean Payton. That's all I need to know. Yeah, I, I think I I, I don't uh, I I don't know anything about him, so I can't say. But I just don't like the Saints play calling. I guess I could say. But um, all right, so Bengals Browns on Sunday. It's a winnable game. It is, it is, but I just don't. This team has not showed me that. I mean, they've showed flashes of potential, but how do I pick this team to win? The Browns are coming. The Browns are bad. I think Baker got Baker's nicked up. Right? Is he? Is he going to play? I have not checked think, any injury news, but I think Baker is going to play or start. Whatever. Um, I just don't have confidence. Like, how do I have confidence after blowing that game? Um, Okay, but let me ask you this. How confident are you in the Browns? Not very confident, but they're a better football team than the Bengals are. They were last year, and the Bengals still beat them in the last game of the season. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm not. I won't argue that. But I'm just gonna. I think that. But the Bengals are are banged up right now, uh, and especially on the defensive front, and they're not playing uh, Dunlap and Geno because they're not good anymore. Uh, let's just call it how it is. Mike Daniels has been cleared to play. Um, I just don't trust this Bengals defense to get. Even with ba- like Baker looked really good against the Bengals in week two. I mean, I have to admit, he played very, very well. Uh, and they ran the ball well on us, to be honest. They, they got whatever they wanted. But Nick Chubb is not playing on Sunday. But what about Kareem Hunt? Like, he's just, like, that's honestly, like, Kareem Hunt well, is like. Uh, Kareem Hunt has been, I mean, he killed the Bengals the first time they, they played. That's him. what I'm saying. That, that's still an issue. Um, I think they can move the ball. I think the Bengals will move the ball. I don't think the Browns' defense is anything spectacular. I don't know. I think it's okay, but uh, Miles Garrett—he's great. He is a beast. No, he's he's great. Um, obviously, Ward is a good corner, but the the success the Bengals had success offensively in that that first meeting, and. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not worried about them moving the ball. I don't think the defense is going to get um, get a push. The, like the defensive front, I just don't think the Browns' O lines played pretty well uh, this year. So I, I'm I'm going with Cleveland, unfortunately. I think I'm going to have to go with the Browns because of the run de- of of the rushing attack, and I do, and I don't trust the Bengals' defense to make the adjustments to stop it. I don't have any confidence in this coach that for now. I'm going to pick the Browns to win this game. I'll say uh, 34 to 21. Yeah, I'll say like 31 to 20, something like that. All right, moving on. Um, there's a big game on Saturday night. There is a big game on Saturday night. And uh, we're making some history here. Yeah. A, rem- a remote broadcast, a remote broadcast of the uh, Bearcats, the 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 ninth ranked Bearcats football team, which is crazy to say, right? Ninth ranked. The fact that there's the fact that there's a chance of going to the college football playoff. Well, I wouldn't get that excited. I'm not. I'm not excited yet because there's a long because way to go, of the game friend. on Sunday, on Saturday. Can I be honest? I don't feel good about this game. I don't feel good about it either. I feel actually kind of bad. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when I remember last year after the Temple game, you and I were up in our booth, and you and you said you turned to me and say, <laughs> regarding the Memphis game the next week, you're like, it's gonna be horrible. It honestly wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I think I said like I don't see them beating Memphis, right? I didn't. I said forty-five fourteen. But but here's the thing. The Bearcats play down and up their, to their level of competition. They'll get up for this game, I think. Oh, it'll be a, it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a close game. It'll but, be a nail biter. But the problem is, you can say, "Oh, well, Marcus Freeman's defense was it that good against Memphis last year?" No. Yeah, but that's expected. I mean, Memphis Memphis can really, to be honest, the defense wasn't wasn't like terrible against Memphis. I don't think. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. I mean, Memphis is going to get theirs. They're a good offense. SMU is going to get theirs. Really? Because really, really? Really? I'm pretty sure Memphis only put up 703 yards on Saturday against UCF. Right. It, you know, when, 703. When you play a good offense, look, some of these teams, I mean, they can move the ball. They, they're good. Um, you kind of have to try and limit the big plays, but they're going to score. It's not like they're they're not going to score points. They're going to they're going to put they're going to they're going to score. The issue for UC is. Is offensively they've just been brutal 
I think. I've been, they've been bad, and that's the issue. It starts with Ritter, who has struggled with accuracy on deep balls and, and just um, decision-making at times has been brutal. But teams, um, have, also, teams have figured him out. I mean, that, that's something that um, our friend Justin Williams in The Athletic who does a really nice job of you know looking at the game from a wide lens and then looking at a specific part of the game and giving you what you need to know as a fan and for us. So what he was saying was that the USF defense figured out ways to contain Ritter running the ball. Yeah. And he has not run the football effectively this year. No. And what made you see so good down the stretch last year when their offense, quite frankly, was not very good at all, was Ritter's ability to run the football. Uh, and that's why I think the key for this, I honestly, I wouldn't go crazy with the play calling. I think you let Desmond Ritter, it's just he's got to hit on the, on the simple throws. I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't um, try to get too crazy with the, with the play calls. Um, I think UC could do a better job of running the ball. I think they've, that's been a problem for them. I know. Dokes had a nice game against USF, but it just it, they just it seems like I don't know maybe it's just me they just they haven't gotten a great push up front running the ball. And, you, and like you expect more from an offensive line, but like yeah, and against poor competition, I'd say. I've brought this up. We have to be the weakest top ten team in years. Really? You think so? I mean, name me another top ten team that's been this weak and has so many flaws. I don't even think, to be honest with you, I don't think there are that many flaws on this team. What? Here's what do you mean? They, I think they have one. Of, I think they have a top five defense in the country. That's yeah, I will give them that. They Absolutely. have a. They have. I mean, they have the best right now. They have the best pass rusher in the country according to PFF. Um, That's um, Elijah Ponder, defensive lineman. Right. He okay. Is, he's been the highest graded. They've got. Maybe the best secondary. Jarrell White's been amazing this year. The secondary is out, outstanding. You have three guys with two picks in, each in the secondary. To me, the offense is like, I don't think it's a bad offensive team. I don't think this team is bad. I just think Ritter, I think it's got to be more simplistic. Just like a lot more, I, I, like I wouldn't even try to throw the ball down the field that much because Ritter's been t- it's been tough to watch him try and throw it down the field he's done fine on the out routes I try and get Michael Young out and I try and run the ball and if that doesn't work then uh then we're going to be in trouble because this team they're just not very good they're not going to be explosive through in the air through the air it's just not gonna I don't but think you it's gonna have happen. to be if you want to win yeah in college football I'm not saying like I feel good about this game that's why I feel bad but this is they've gotta they've gotta fix I, I don't think Ritter's bad. Um, I think he is I, I think he's a good athlete. I think he for the most part can be accurate. The issue is not pushing the ball down the field. They haven't been good at that. And then a couple decision making like a couple things of decision making for him have been just brutal. Like that one pick in the USF game, one of the first drives, was horrible. Um, so, I, and that's the thing: limiting turnovers. Because um, your defense is going to play well, they're not going to hold SMU to seven points, or probably not even like fourteen. They could. Yeah, they could, but Shane Bouchel's really good. SMU's really good. I think they'll score, you know, 24 points, something like that. Shane Bouchel has the most 
passing yards of any active college football quarterback. He's been playing for a long time. That's saying that with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Who, by the way, is winning the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, Bouchel has been really good. He's a guy, he's been around for a long time. Um, they're going to they're gonna score. Like, this is a game, like, you and you see, that puts pressure on UC's offense. Like, they've, Ritter has got to be better. Uh, and if they struggle, I mean, if they're down, like, 14 nothing early or something, they're in trouble. And I think that might, and, and the offense is struggling. I think you have to think about Ben Bryant, right? I mean, you have to think about it. Because right now the offense—I mean—the offense was hard to watch in the USF game. It, w- it wasn't good, right? It just—it wasn't very it good. It felt like a slog. It was. It was just like the like. Plus, you, your defense bailed you out how many times? I mean, they made so many plays and set you up for so many drives. It's like they didn't—they just weren't very good. Um, but yeah, the, the key—the key to the, the offense is Ritter. Uh, to be honest with you, that's the biggest thing. It's it's Desmond Ritter. He's got to be better. We got we got to get some. We got to get back somewhere close to freshman year Ritter. Like somewhere close. Doesn't have to be, but it's got to be close. The problem it, I have with Ritter is he's just underachieving. Right. He has fewer passing yards in the season than Dylan Gabriel had in one game. We've only played three games, right? Dylan Gabriel had 601 passing yards on uh, Saturday against Memphis. Desmond Ritter has 597 for the season. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to defend Ritter a little bit. That's just he's not a guy that just slings it. He's not going to be a gun sl- like those offenses throw. They drop back 55 times, like Bouchelle and Brady White and Gabriel. Like those teams, they just they drop back and they're just going to yes, sling it all day long. Yes, and UC has shown that they can beat those teams. I mean, right. they beat UCF last year, but the but the with point, good defense. But the point, yeah, that that's the point I made to uh, Tyler earlier today. It's the, the it's the defense that does it. It's defense. It's ball control on offense. Yeah. It's you know not turning the ball over. You know, well, Luke Fickle. I mean, Luke Fickle. Ha- I mean, he this Bearcats team might be the most well coached team in all of college football. Yeah, Marcus Freeman is great. I think there is there is it is. You are right. I don't know that there has been a team. In the top ten, that has had like questions, as many questions, or had as many people questioning the quarterback as you see in a lot. I, yeah, there aren't that many top ten teams that are like, yeah, I don't know about this quarterback. You know, I don't think usually. You know, in college football, if you got a, if you got a great team, maybe Jalen Hurts. Yeah, maybe Jalen Hurts, but. I don't know. 2016, that is. Maybe, maybe uh, what's his kid? The kid at Georgia starting to, they're a little bit upset. They might be a little Stetson bit. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. He's like 4-3. But. Can, I just, can I just say something really quick? Sure. Um, with college football on a national level. What's that? Here's how good Clemson is. Alabama looked damn good on Saturday, in the sec- especially in the second half. And I don't think they can play with Clemson. I think it would be a close game. Clemson, can, Clemson would beat Alabama by 20 if, really? they, if they played today. I don't know, yes. Man. I think Alabama's quarterback. Did you see Alabama's defense against Ole Miss? That's the Ole Miss! That's the lane train, man. Oh, please! You think I'm going to back lane? Well, okay. Come on, the lane train. All aboard. And you were the one who told me, I, oh, I think Mike Leach is a great head coach. <laughs> Mike Leach is a good head coach. Shut up. He's, he's, had a, he's had a bad good. Game. He's not great. 
You said he was great. I heard you say he was great. So you're telling me... Somehow you're one of my commentating partners. Not that that makes me this guy, which I'm not. You're telling me at Texas Tech he didn't do great things. I... Okay, maybe he ushered... What did he usher in? The air raid offense? I'm not saying that's the right... I'm not... I'm saying... I'm not saying that's... It sells tickets. It's flashy. But it doesn't win championships. It doesn't win championships. Nice. Nice. Um, But anyway... What are you doing? I don't know. With these ball, the, these pool balls. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no. Mike Leach aside, uh, Saturday I'm not confident. No. How could you be confident? No. If Ritter goes out, and they haven't played in three weeks either. Three weeks either. Right. That's a that's another concern. Now they could be. Is there rush? They could be PO'd because of they that they haven't played last week. Like last week, I wasn't as worried because I think UC. I was. I think is better than Tulsa. I think Tulsa. Got re- yeah, they got a little fortunate against UCF. That game was on the fringes of being a blowout. And they they, they, they strung a couple drives together. They beat UCF at their own game. They threw the ball down the field. UCF can't stop a nosebleed. I mean, they're really terrible. UCF is bad. Like, that's a bad team, right? I but mean, would you, do you think UC can beat them? In Orlando? I don't feel good about it. Not exactly. But we'll see. I, 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 I have to wait and see. There, to be honest with you, UC has not really played. They haven't been tested much. Army's good. What? Army tested them. No, I mean, like, but yeah, but I don't think those teams are that good. What I'm saying is they haven't played, like, a really good team yet. Army's in the, was in the top 25. Army's not good, man. <laughs> okay, score predictions. They're okay. But Army hasn't beaten any. They, played, they, they beat the Citadel 14-9 okay, last week. That's really bad. And they the, the two weeks before they played UC, they played the two, I think they played the two worst teams in college football just about. I think Middle Tennessee were, and UL Monroe. They were just about the two worst teams. Score predictions. I think UC is going to lose. I think it's going to be a tight game. I'll say 28 to 24. I just don't know. I think they'll, I think the defense, like 28 points, giving up 28 points to like SMU is not that, it's not bad. They're gonna. No. It's really not that bad. Like, and I think that's fair. Like, if like, you know, you give up twenty eight points to like an offense that's that's really good with a great quarterback. I, look, it's college football nowadays, and if you do that, like twenty eight points is not that much, really. So I think they lose twenty eight twenty four. I think it's a tight game. I just don't trust this offense enough to get the job done. Right? I just. That's that's the narrative of this game for me. I think I think UC will. It, it, it's, they're going to make it a game. They're going to. It's going to. It's going to be a game that goes into the fourth quarter with it hanging in the balance. But I don't think UC has enough offense, and I think you have to have offense to win these kinds of games. So I'm going to go SMU wins, forty two thirty one. Okay. All right. It's a fair prediction. Time now for um, Alex Frank's two minute drill. It's not just mine. Also, my two-minute drill. It's our it's our, it's our uh, two-minute drill where uh, we go through every NFL game coming up this week and we predict the game and the score. Zach, fire up that timer. Start at two minutes. All right, Alex. Wait. Ready? I'm ready. Go. Kicking off Week Seven Thursday Night Football: the Giants and the Eagles. I can't trust either one of these teams. Philadelphia has a mess of injuries. Give me the Eagles, though, barely, 24-17. to 17. Lions-Falcons, it's a, it's a critical game. The Lions are maybe not as bad as you think they are. I'll take them to win this game. 
27 to 24. Browns-Bengals already said it, 34-21. Browns win. Packers-Texans, the Texans are a mess. Green Bay, they're going to um, they're gonna bounce back after a disappointing loss last week at Tampa Bay. Packers win 37-20. Panthers-Saints, crucial NFC South game. Two teams trying to chase down Tampa Bay. Give me the Saints in this game. I will say 35-23. Bills and the Jets, please give me the Bills. It's, it, it's in New York. It's, in the, it, it's at MedLife Stadium, please. Give me the Bills 37-13. Cowboys in Washington. Uh, I'm gonna do it. Washington wins 13 to 10. Oh wow. Seahawks Cardinals. This will be a fun game. Seahawks Cardinals. I'll take Seattle though. Uh in a close one, 31-27. Chiefs Broncos. Denver could play Denver's never played Kansas City tough. Kansas City will win this game comfortably. 37 to 17. 49ers, Patriots. What a great matchup this is. Jimmy Garoppolo making his return. To New England. I'm going to take the Patriots, though, in this yeah. one. I trust Bill Belichick to make some adjustments after last week's. They better win this one. Pitiful performance. They better, or else they're in trouble. I can't believe I'm saying that in week seven. Patriots win 24 21. Buccaneers, Raiders. Cannot wait for this game on Sunday Night Football. John Gruden against his former team. I'll take the Buccaneers barely 28 24. Steelers, Titans. What a great matchup this is. I mean, what, I mean, what a great matchup this is. But. I'm riding with King Henry and the Tennessee Titans in this one, 38-31. to 31. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Chargers-Jaguars, what, path- Jaguars, what a pathetic matchup that is. <laughs> Give me the Chargers, I guess. Go Chargers. Give me the Chargers in this game, 27-20. to 20. Monday Night Football, Bears-Rams, what a great matchup that is. I'm going to roll with Chicago on the road. I'll say, oh. I'll say 27-24, Bears win a classic in L.A. All right. You better hurry up because we only got two minutes right. left. I got to really hustle. Two-minute drill for Zach Fries, starting right now. Okay, Giants, Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles in a fairly close game, 24-16. Bengals, Browns, uh, give me Cleveland, uh, 31-20. 31-20. I was almost going to change my mind. Uh, Lions, Falcons. Oh, good. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions. They look good. Uh, 28-26. Steelers, Titans, um, I like Pittsburgh on the road. I, I think their defense is playing too well, 27-20. Panthers, Saints, uh, we'll go Saints, uh, 31-21 Saints. Uh, let's see, we got Bills, Jets. The Bills win this game 42-0, to um, and honestly, that's probably being um, a little bit too nice to the Jets. Um We've got Chiefs Broncos. I'm taking the Chiefs. They win big, uh, 28 to 13. 49ers Pats. I'm taking the Pats. I think they win. Uh, rather, eh, kind of a close game. I'm going to say 27-21. Jaguars Chargers. Chargers. I mean, the Jags are terrible. Give me the Chargers. Uh, 31-17. Buccaneers uh, play the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Bucks, uh, 28-20, and then on Monday night uh, we are gonna go. What Cowboys Washington? I missed that one. Cowboys Washington. I like Dallas 28 to 17. Packers. I like them big 34 17. Seahawks win 38-30. Um, what else? Uh, Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Close game, though. 24-20 against the Bears. That's going to do it for sports anyway. You want to? He's Zach Freeze. I'm Alex Frank. We'll see you next Thursday.